journey into the Citadel, where our pastor is Superintendent Johnson A. Bevan III. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. All the families together. It's nothing like a good time, even though we're not able to gather physically as we are used to, uh, but certainly we have uh, entered into an era of a new type of normal, and uh, we're not sure again how long this may uh, last and, and what we'll have to endure or how the changes may be uh, when things uh, are different, but yet we are able to come together not knowing exactly how that will even be configured and how that be about. But it's always good to come together because where two or three are gathered together uh, in his name, uh, Christ is in the midst of us. And so we are gathered here together uh, for his purpose according to his will, and doing what he would have us to do. And so we thank God and praise God for you tonight being with us. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll move right forward here. Father, uh, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, because you're so good, you're so kind, you're so wonderful. God, there's nothing uh, that you're not able to do. There is nothing, God, that you're not able to provide. There is nothing, God, that you is too hard for you to deal with and to handle. Matter of fact, everything that seems to be a difficulty or tough and rough to us is a light thing to you. And so, Father, I pray just for these who are coming on and those who will view later on that, God, you would uh, cause our time together here tonight uh, to be one of substance, to be one of strength, to be one, God, of encouragement, and also, God, to give us what we need to be looking for and how we are to be looking at you. And so again, we just thank you. We don't take it lightly, God, even though we are distant, even though we're not gathered together physically, but yet we are able to come together and to honor you, to bless you and to glorify you. And so we do that tonight, even through this format and this platform, we give you praise and glory and honor and bless us, God, in these fleeting moments that we're together for this particular moment and session in time. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you don't mind, just take a moment right quick and just give God some praise where you are. God has been good to us. He, he woke us up this morning. Uh, I know he provided you some food and God is just providing for us even in this pandemic. Pandemic. Again, God makes provision even in the pandemic. So praise God. Give God some glory. Honor him right now. Bless him right now. Shout out a praise unto the Lord God Almighty because he is our provider. He is our way maker. He is our shield. He is our buckler. So give God some praise even right now. And if you can, uh, talk back with me, interact with me a little bit and uh, some engagement there uh, with some emoticons and so forth of praising God and lifting him up because he is certainly worthy. Uh, we don't want to let coronavirus catch our tongue. We still praise God in the midst of some things that have happened and what's going through with so many families. With all, we yet still praise God in this. We yet rejoice in the God of our salvation. No matter what it looks like, no matter what comes, no matter what it feels like, God is still God. God has not taken a, taken a break, y'all. Understand that God has not taken a break. God has not taken a break. God is still sovereign. He sits high and looks low. He is still the ruler of the world. And so we bless and honor him because he is God. And because he is God, we are. And we thank God for him because we live, we move, and we have our being in him. And so no matter where your existence is right now, you still owe God a praise to bless him, to honor him, and to give him glory. Tonight, we're going to continue. We're going to continue 
uh, on uh, the series that we've been dealing with uh, for the past week, I believe it is, uh, after the resurrection. Taking a look at some aspects uh, after the resurrection, coming out of the Gospel of John, chapter 20. John, chapter 20. Last uh, Wednesday, I believe it was April 15th, uh, we spoke with you from the subject matter of Show Your Scars. And this past Sunday on uh, April the 19th, uh, we stayed in the same spot, but we looked at it from a different perspective uh, with seeing the Savior, his presence and appearance. And tonight, we're staying at the same spot. We're staying at the same, same spot, yet on the subject of seeing the Savior, a clear vision of Christ. Seeing the Savior, a clear vision of Christ. We might say 2020 vision because we're going to stick with John chapter 20 and, and highlight there at verse 20 as we just move along here. We may not delve into it. Uh, all this evening, we may pick it back up again at our next time of coming. But again, in John chapter 20, verses 19 and 20, it reads again, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw him. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Let that sink into there. John 20 and 20. And he showed unto them. He showed unto them his hands and his side. On Sunday, I shared uh, that there is a distinction between presence and appearance. There's a distinction, a difference between presence and appearance. And it's important to keep that in perspective uh, as we take a look at this even tonight and think through it. A person's presence can have an effect. Uh, it can have an effect on the environment. It can have an effect on the people that are present uh, in that environment and in that place. And so in this case, in John chapter 20, in this case, when Jesus uh, came into, he stood in the midst of the disciples, Jesus's presence brought peace to the disciples. He had an effect upon the environment and he had an effect upon the disciples themselves. He brought peace by his presence. But an appearance, here's the difference, an appearance is more so associated with showing up or showing oneself or showing something. And in this case, Jesus appeared unto the disciples and showed them his hands and his side. He showed them his hands and his side. Now, after the resurrection, Generally, when Jesus made appearances, there was a revelation that came with his appearance. And that's the real difference between appearance and presence. Uh, at the resurrection, after the resurrection, when Jesus generally appeared to his disciples, to individuals, there was a revelation that came from it and that he showed himself or there was something 
manifested from his appearance. Uh, he was made known to them by his appearance. And that's a great difference. Granted, someone can be in, in your presence and you don't even know they're there. You really don't know that they're there. A lot of people can be in a place. But when Jesus shows up, when Jesus shows up, there is something different about his appearing. And so uh, when we see after the resurrection, most of the times when Jesus appeared, there was some form of manifestation or revelation that came forth with that and from that. As a matter of fact, uh, he appeared 40 days. He was with the disciples 40 days after his resurrection, showing himself unto the disciples for 40 days, uh, infallible proofs of who he was and what he had done and the fact that he had risen from the grave. And so it's interesting that John 20 and 20 uh, that were provided here, really a visual of what Christ wanted the disciples to see. We might call this the 2020 vision, what Jesus wanted the disciples to see. Now, we I want you to understand that 2020 vision uh, is not perfect vision. 2020 vision is not perfect vision, but rather vision clarity. Uh, back, I believe in January for our prayer, we have prayer together on, on uh, Monday nights uh, through a conference line. And one of the graphics that was used on that particular Monday night uh, was one that highlighted visual acuity, visual acuity. And that word acuity stands for, means clarity or sharpness of vision. So I want you to remember, know this, that 2020 vision does not necessarily speak of perfect vision, but rather vision clarity. Now, I'm going to share a little bit about 2020 uh, vision, but I want to make a disclaimer here to know that I, I am not an ophthalmologist. I'm not a medical eye doctor. I'm not a surgical eye doctor. I am not an optometrist. I'm not the eye doctor, the one who does the exams with you or anything like that. I'm not even, I'm not even an opt uh, optician. Uh, one who works with you in, in fulfilling the prescription, uh, who makes sure that your glasses are right and all those kinds of things with you when you get glasses in your prescription. But 2020 is a measurement of visual acuity or visual clarity or sharpness. Uh, this term vision, uh, this, this term 2020, normally uh, we, we associate it or is synonymous with what we call perfect vision. But that really is an inaccuracy in regards to what 2020 stands for. More precisely, 2020 is a term to express normal visual acuity that's measured at the distance of 20 feet, uh, I think, without visual correction. All right. It is normal visual acu acuity or clearness or sharpness measured at a distance of 20 feet without visual correction. So when you're sitting in the, in the, in the uh, chair, if you're at the, uh, op, uh, uh, the eye doctor, uh, when you go to get your glasses and, and things like that together and get your eyes checked out, uh, normally that chair that you're sitting in uh, is positioned about 20 feet from you, thereabouts. But generally it's talking about 20 feet of visual uh, measurement. And so acuity deals with clarity or sharpness of something. So 2020 vision doesn't mean that one has perfect vision, but rather that one can see clearly and sharply 
up to 20 feet away. Now, what we really need to see sharply, particularly in this time that we are living in, we ought to see and need to see sharply none other than Jesus Christ. We are to clearly see who he is. And that doesn't mean that we will see all of him, that we have to see all of him. That doesn't mean that we need to know everything about him, uh, that we will know all about him right now, because the fact of the matter is we don't. We don't see everything about God. We don't see everything about Christ. But when we take a look at the passage here, uh, to some degree, the scars, the scars show us what we need to see sharply and clearly or up close about Jesus Christ to see who he is. Now, currently, right now, right now on this earth, we do not have a perfect vision of Christ. But what we have, we have what is necessary that we might have 20-20 vision. We have what is necessary to have 20-20 vision or to clearly see Christ for right now, for what we need and who he is. And again, we don't have perfect vision of who Christ is. Paul makes that clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that great chapter on love. And towards uh, the end of that or in the middle of that, he writes these words in verse 9. And take a look at verse 12 as well. He writes, for we know in part, or we know partially, and we prophesy in part. Certainly he is dealing with uh, the gifts of the Spirit moving into this chapter is, is a bridge uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that deals with the gifts uh, of the Holy Spirit and also in, in chapter 14 that also continues to dis make that discussion dealing with gifts. And so uh, he's dealing with partially in that here. But he says, for we know in part or partially and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Verse 12 reads, For now we see through a glass darkly. We see through a glass darkly. But then face to face, when perfect comes, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know even as also I am known. And so to some degree, that lets us know that what we see right now of Christ, if you will, is not perfect, but yet we still can have 20-20 vision right now. We can have visual acuity of who Jesus Christ is in our lives. In this age we live in right now, what we call the now, but not yet period, we do not see things perfectly. But even though we don't have a perfect vision of Christ right now, we are provided acuity and clarity in seeing him. We are given a 20-20 vision with acuity, providing us a sufficient and significant understanding of who he is. And this is what is needed in this in-between time, in this time of now, but not yet. And that's in the church age, the age that we're living in now, the time between Jesus's ascension and the time uh, of his appearing or his reappearing, if you will. 
And so the perfect vision of Christ will come when he appears or when he comes. It will be perfect when he comes and when he appears. Again, in the writing of uh, John, but in one of the general letters uh, towards the end of the New Testament, uh, as it is given unto us uh, from a literary standpoint, uh, towards the end, uh, there are three letters from John again. Uh, before the book of Revelation. And in 1 John chapter uh, 3, it, it reads like this. And again, I was sharing with it that perfect vision of Christ will come when he comes. So when that, when perf perfect comes, then we shall see face to face. We won't see uh, dimly in a glass as we do right now, but we'll see perfect uh, when he comes. But 1 John 3 and 2 reads like this. But now, beloved, uh, beloved now are we the sons or children of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. And when we see him, we will have a perfect vision of Christ. But right now we see in part, but we have yet still the ability of 2020 vision having visual acuity, having some clearness and a sharpness of who Christ is. And so uh, the John 20, 20 vision is actually seeing with sharpness the significance of the scars of Jesus Christ, where he showed them his hands and his side. And that's what we truly need to see and understand is the significance of his scars, the significance of uh, what we see <coughs> and what he showed the disciples to say, I know I coughed there, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine, I'm doing fine, I'm doing fine. But if you wanna pray for me, I'll take that too. I'm doing fine. Um, but this is what we need to see. And in this time that we're up, my friend, in this time that we are living in, in this coronavirus crisis, what we need to see is that we need to have a clear vision of who Christ is. In this coronavirus crisis, we need to clearly see the Christ. We need to see who he is so that we can better understand even ourselves and what uh, we need to see and understand even in this moment in time. And so I'm gonna come back with this problem when we get back together again to take a look at this 2020 vision uh, that is shown. And, and as the, uh, the gospel writing, uh, when John wrote this letter, wasn't written in, in chapters and verses, uh, but when it was put together and compiled, it's interesting that this particular aspect, when Jesus showed himself unto the disciples, that it is the 20th chapter and the 20th verse uh, to where we really need to have 2020 vision, a visual acuity, a clarity, a sharpness in seeing who Christ is. And so that's what we need in this time of COVID-19. We need a clear vision of Jesus Christ. We need to see the Christ even in the midst of the coronavirus crisis. Let me pray with you real quick. And I'm also I'm concerned that someone may be watching or will be watching as a later time goes on. 
that Christ is who you need. Christ is who you need. Uh, you may feel very unsure and uncertain in regards to what is happening. You may not understand it. And we all do not understand it. I don't understand all that's going, what's going on. I don't even know specifically why it's going on. Uh, I'm not going to uh, put forth that I, I know from a prophetic standpoint that I know exactly what is happening. I do not. I do not. But my trust is yet in Jesus Christ. My trust is yet in the God of my salvation. My hope is in the God of my salvation. But uh, you may be watching this, someone who doesn't know Christ. And you may not understand it. None of us do. To try to figure out the whys and the ends of out of all of this. But what is most important is that Jesus Christ is in your life. We must have him in our lives. We don't know how this virus is going to go forth and spread. We're trying to contain it. Seemingly the numbers are, are getting better, but we don't know what may happen. We don't know how things will be, how things will turn. We're praying that God puts his hand upon this thing and, and shuts this thing off, shuts this thing down. But we do not know. But what we do know is that no matter what happens, if we have Jesus Christ in our lives, we know who holds the future and we know who holds us. Uh, the psalmist said in one of his writings that my times, my life is in your hands. Speaking to God, my time and my life is in your hands. And that's where you need to be, my friend, during coronavirus. That's where you need to be in the midst of this COVID-19. And I want to pray with you. Because if you don't know Jesus Christ, you need to know him. Someone, one, one bishop at one time was to say that uh, I'd rather have him and not need him than to need him and not have him. And so we never know what may bring, uh, a day may bring in our lives. But we do know if we have Christ, we know who holds the future. And my friend, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you, 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 you quickly and sincerely can, if you really mean it in your heart. Uh, we're not talking about just flippantly uh, wanting to make a decision for Jesus Christ and about him uh, because he is not a flippant person. Uh, he, is the, he is the hinge of history. He's the fulcrum uh, about everything. Everything centers around him. Without him was nothing made. Nothing was created without him. Uh, he is the uh, priority. He is the preeminent one. He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He's the Prince of Peace. Uh, he is the one who needs to be in your life. And so my friend, you can receive Jesus Christ, accept him into your life by confessing your sins and by confessing the Lord Jesus Christ. And we confess our sins because we have to repent and we have to get it right with God. We have to acknowledge our own. We have to acknowledge that we are a sinner, that we are in need of a Savior. And that only Savior is Jesus Christ. There's exclusivity on this matter right here. Jesus Christ is the only way. I'll say it again. Jesus Christ is the only way. And so if we confess our sins, the Bible lets us know that God is faithful and that he is just to forgive us from our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that we must confess Jesus Christ. We must confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead. The writer, the Apostle Paul, the great apostle, wrote in Romans chapter 10 and 9 that if we do that, if we confess 
with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, confess that he is Lord, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that you shall be saved. And so, my friend, if that's you tonight, don't turn away from me, but pray with me, because I want to pray with you. For if you want to receive Jesus Christ into your life tonight, if you want to receive the life that he came to give, if you want to receive peace and to have peace, even in this coronavirus, when Jesus stood in the midst of those disciples, they were in a fearful situation. They were afraid. They were not sure what was going to happen to them in their life. But Jesus stepped in that upper room. And the first thing he said unto them was peace. His presence brought peace. And if you don't have peace right now, Jesus Christ is who you need. And so if you want to receive him, bow your head with me and repeat, repeat this prayer after me. Father, forgive me, for I have sinned. I'm sorry for all I have done. I'm sorry for how I have been. I confess my wrong. I repent of my sin and my error of my way. I give you my heart and I give you my life. I want Jesus as my savior. I believe that Jesus died for me in order that I might be saved. I believe that he rose from the dead, that I might be justified. I confess Jesus as my Lord. And Father, I thank you for your great gift, the free gift of eternal life that comes from Jesus Christ. My friend, you sincerely pray that from your heart, believing that Jesus died for you, believing that Jesus rose from the grave. You sincerely prayed that and wanting him to come into your life. God heard you and he received you. He said, for those of him that received him, to them he gave them the right to become the children of God. And that's the transfer. That's what just happened. You cross from death to life because that comes only through Jesus Christ. And if you sincerely prayed that prayer, I want to know, we want to know at Citadel. And let us know by texting 7676 to this number, 317-676-0134. Again, the text 7676 to this number, 317-676-0134. That will direct you to our Citadel Connect card, and it will only take you about 30 seconds to complete that. But in the comments section, please put in there, that I prayed that prayer for Jesus to come into my life. Let us know that you prayed that prayer. Again, text 7676 to this number, 317-676-0134. And certainly during this time, you may be out and about in terms of where you are uh, with church and uh, with your spiritual journey, but you need some spiritual sustenance. You need a church to connect with you need some engagement and you need a pastor. Uh, you need someone to feed you uh, from the word of God and to feed you from a spiritual standpoint. We'd love to connect with you. And you may also need a prayer. You may have a prayer. You need God to do something for you. 
we would love to petition God on your behalf. And you may like to be truly a part, become a part of our Cyber Citadel Cyber uh, Church community. And we'd love to connect with you. And you can do that again by texting 7676 to the number 317-676-0134. And in the comment section, leave a comment, leave a prayer request. Let us know that, hey, I want to become a part of the cyber community, Citadel Cyber Community, CCC. I need to have somebody to speak into my life, the things of God with a greater understanding to help me even through this period that we're living in. Now, God, when this is all over, God is still going to be God. He's still going to be God. He's God right now. But when this is all over, you're going to be in a better position in order to grow in your faith. Uh, we'll be able to come together in some means or one another and continue to grow in Christ. And so please connect with us. But we'd love to connect with you. And any of you would like to support the ministry of Citadel of Faith, again, there are four ways you can do that for in the in any. And that's one through uh, Cash App. Uh, that's dollar sign C-O-F-C-O-G-I-C. Again, that's dollar sign C-O-F-C-O-G-I-C. You also can give by way of Givelify. That's G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. The Givelify app. And again, you can just tap the blue bar on our uh, fan page here, our Citadel page here for, for Citadel of Faith fan page. Uh, you can hit that blue bar that reads Use App. And that will direct you to the Givelify app. And you'll receive an email receipt on your giving. And you also can give by way of PayPal to Citadel of Faith, Church of God in Christ, or also in the mail at 7676 East 38th Street, Indianapolis, Indiana. The zip code is 46226. You also can join others around the world who listen to the Citadel podcast, Journey to the Citadel. You can find us on Spotify, on Google and Apple Podcasts, on Soundbreaker. You also can visit our website at citadelkojic.com. That's C-I-T-A-D-E-L, Kojic, C-O-G-I-C.com. Be sure to like us right here on Facebook, my friend. You can also follow us on Twitter, and Instagram, and at Citadel Kojic. And as I leave you, uh, certainly, you receive, hopefully you received something of worth tonight uh, to know that in this period of time that we're living in, we need to have a clear vision of who Christ is. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more when we come back together again. But if you receive something of substance tonight, share that with someone in your timeline, to share this on your timeline, and uh, also uh, uh, to give someone to, so they have also some insight on what we have learned and what we're talking about here. And certainly, again, there may be someone that doesn't know Jesus Christ. Send this to them. Let them know that you care and love for them because you want them to have uh, what you have in Christ uh, for every impact for the better in your life. And try to be with us again this coming Sunday, 11 o'clock a.m. right here on the Citadel of Faith uh, Facebook uh, live page. And Lady Rita and I, we love you. But more importantly, God loves you. Not only that, but he loves you more than we ever can. And so remember that. And remember lastly what Jesus said. If you can believe, all things are possible. Have a good night. We'll see you the next time around. I see you all on there still chiming. God bless you. Praise God for you. Have a good night.